This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everybody. This is Helena Hart, and welcome to another episode of my Master Your Magnetism podcast. We are broadcasting live on Bullhorn today, so hello to everyone who's listening live. While we're waiting for some more people to join, I just have a couple quick announcements. First, I'm going to be broadcasting my podcast live every other Tuesday this year at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, which is 3 o'clock p.m. Pacific Time, using the Bullhorn app, since I can't go live on Spotify or Apple Podcasts at this time. I go live using bullhorn it's completely free and it's so user-friendly you can type your questions into the live chat or actually call in and talk to me personally so I'll include a link to download the bullhorn podcast app in the episode details if you'd like to join my live broadcasts also you can now give me a rating on Spotify it's a brand new feature so if you go to my podcast homepage, it's up at the top if my podcast episodes or YouTube videos have been helpful for you and you'd like to give me a rating that would help me out a lot if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just scroll down to the bottom of my podcast homepage and you can leave me a rating and write a review. So today I'm so excited to be talking with Mike Goldstein, my very good friend and fellow coach. Welcome, Mike. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. For those of you who aren't familiar with Mike, he's the founder of EZ Dating Coach. He's a dating and relationship coach for women who has the highest success rate in the entire country for getting his clients into relationships within the first three to four months. Mike, do I have that right? Yes. 83% success rate. You got it. Amazing. Well, we have such an important topic today. We're going to be sharing seven hidden beliefs that prevent you from meeting a high quality partner or attracting love and having that relationship you've always wanted. And I say these are hidden beliefs because it's so easy to just think that they're reality. We're going to be talking a little more about that as we get into this topic. But let's dive in, Mike. What is that first hidden belief that prevents people from finding love or attracting a quality partner? Yeah, Helena, unfortunately, I hear this one all the time where folks say there's no good guys out there. I hear that all the time as well. And unfortunately, it's very, very difficult to attract a high quality partner or even recognize one when they do show up if you have this belief running in the background. Another question I get all the time is, where are all the good men? My audience is mostly women, so the language that we're going to be using here today reflects that. But of course, this could apply to men as well. Mike, do you get that question a lot too? Yes, I hear it all the time. And first of all, like, I get it. It feels that way when you're dating and you, if you go on a few bad dates in a row, you're going to feel like there's not good men out there, but we need to keep a positive mindset and the data just represents that there are good men out there. Um, So if we focus our energy towards the men that make sense, as opposed to focusing our energy on the ones that are wrong and we limit our time with the wrong men, then we can get to the right men. And specifically when we're looking at online dating, Um, And I even have been telling this to my over 60 folks, you know, I used to work with over 60 people and we'd look at their 25 mile radius in a major city and there'd be like 100, 200 people. 
and they'd say, well, there's not many good options out there. And, you know, I'd agree with them. But now if you've got 500 plus or 2000 options online, I think it's just asinine to say there's no good guy out there because we only need to find one. So if there's 2000 men out there, we just need to get hyper efficient at getting to that one guy and not having a negative attitude that there are no good men. We just need to be wildly strategic at getting to our one guy. That is so true. I'm really glad to be starting with this one. And something I say a lot coming at it from my law of attraction perspective is that where is he and he's here are two very different vibrational wavelengths. So you have to believe that your future partner exists, right? You have to be open to the possibility that there is someone out there or many great potential matches out there who would be an amazing partner for you. And I'm so glad you mentioned women who are over 60 too, because actually, 100% of our current clients right now are women in their 60s and they're all meeting phenomenal men online who treat them like gold. They're just having the time of their life. So this can happen for you no matter how old you are or where you live. Right, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. So what is the second hidden belief or mindset that prevents people from attracting a high quality partner and having that relationship they've always wanted? Yeah, I mean, once again, women are wildly frustrated with just men ghosting them. And so because of that, women are feeling like, why am I even trying to date when I'm putting my best foot forward? And then these men just show up, they look promising, and then they randomly disappear. Yes, and we definitely understand feeling frustrated is a natural reaction and feeling that can come up when a man pulls away suddenly without warning, especially if you were finally feeling excited about someone or developing feelings for him. We've all been there. Mike and I have both online dated, by the way. I met my husband online, which most people know, and of course I experienced my fair share of men ghosting or pulling away and disappearing. So I have my own ideas around this, of course, but Mike, I would love to hear from you. Do you have any mindset? set tips to help women stay out of this cycle of frustration and discouragement? Yeah. So in regards to men ghosting, um, I get it. Like it sucks when someone really likes you and then just randomly they stop talking to you. Um, that hurts. Um, but we need to do our best job of removing emotion from it. And really looking at it from a dating coach perspective. If I was working with a client and a guy ghosted my client, especially early on, I would be excited from a dating coach perspective. And I want all of you to think this way. I'm excited because it immediately tells me this is not your guy. I can't stand wasting time as a dating coach working with clients. My goal is to get someone into partnership, a healthy, happy one as fast as possible. So if someone disappears and stops talking, that's great. We can move on to the next person. And so for you folks that are trying to be hyper-efficient dating, the moment someone goes to you, get excited. Be like, all right, we're not in maybe world anymore. We're in a no. So let's go to someone that's a yes. So they're showing you their character. It's just very exciting. Um, so remove the emotion and then spend all of your energy once again on guys that are showing up and are making you feel good and are, um, you know, conversing with you and not disappearing. Does that make sense, Elena? 
I agree with you 100%. And of course, it's important to feel your emotions. If you're feeling sad or frustrated because the guy you were really starting to like ended up disappearing, of course, you want to feel your feelings. But from there, something I say is it's important to embody gratitude when the wrong men show you that they're the wrong men by doing something like that. Because the guy who ghosts you is not the man who's going to be there with you for the long haul and all the ups and downs of life. So if you can find that out early, it's so much better than investing six months or a year or more falling in love and getting even more attached to him only to find out that he wasn't the right guy to begin with. So I always say it's important to embody a feeling of gratitude in advance when the wrong men show you that they're not the right guy for you so you can move forward. Is there anything else you want to say on this one, Mike? Yeah, I love your idea of gratitude. And then um, I think just to maybe make this a little more relatable, um, this is a little less extreme version of when you break up with someone. So imagine you've been dating someone for years and think about all your breakups, the ones that um, you left very amicably and it went extremely well. Maybe that person was hard to get over because you kept kind of thinking, man, it ended well. And like, it was pretty close and it was great. Like, should I go back to that partner? And, you know, six months, a year down the road, you're thinking about that partner man, that was pretty good. Maybe that was my person versus the partner that like burns your house down or like, you know, says terrible things to you. That person, you're like, man, I'm glad to be out of that. Ghosting is kind of like that. It's like they did something bad and now you don't have to think about, should I go back to them? No, they're not there for me. They're not consistent. So I love the gratitude towards that. Absolutely. So even if it feels painful in the moment, you actually want the men who were not right for you to show you that as soon as possible. And of course, we're not making excuses for men here. It would be nice if every guy who wasn't interested sat you down and let you know that he's going to be moving on. But the truth is both men and women can do this sometimes. And when you're with the right person, you're going to look back and feel incredibly grateful that every potential match that wasn't the right one faded away and didn't continue to waste your time. So that's why I call this feeling gratitude in advance. If you can embody that, it will move you through the wrong men much more quickly and help you to start attracting more high quality partners. So I love everything you're saying here, Mike. What is that third hidden belief that prevents people from having the love and relationship they want. Yes. Um, so the third one is I only get approached or messaged from men I'm not interested in or men who aren't right for me or I'm not attracted to, et cetera, et cetera. I hear that all the time too. It kind of goes along with the men I attract are not the ones I'm attracted to, but then there's maybe one or two guys I really like, and those are the ones where it never works out or where they always feel slightly out of reach. I think we've all been there. Men and women both experience this. So what do you have to say on this one, Mike? So at least on Match.com or an OkCupid, what I've seen data-wise over the years is that 95% of the messages incoming are not going to be a fit for you. <clears throat> so that means if you get 20 messages, I'm expecting 19 of them to not make sense. So that means you have to be really patient because some of you may be only getting one a day. So you have to wait, you know, almost three weeks to get someone you like. So that doesn't sound hyper efficient. So what I'd rather right. see folks doing 
is messaging men at a high rate and messaging 50 of them. I've talked about this before that we call this the bond method or 50-12-1. This is um, the most successful online dating system in the country. Um, so we message 50 guys asking them on a date. We expect about 12 of them to say yes. And then we pick one. So basically when you're saying you don't, you only get men that you're not interested in. I understand that. We just need to get your numbers up. So if we're messaging 50 and then 12 of them come back from those 12, we're just picking one. So with the 12 that came back from your messaging on top of men messaging you, I'm expecting you to just find one guy out of that. And then I want you to repeat that um, as you need dates. Does that make sense, Helena? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. In other interviews we've done together, you've talked about the importance of getting your numbers up. And I completely agree. Rather than going after one man at a time and waiting for him to respond and feeling frustrated when things don't work out with him, you want to choose among the men who are choosing you and showing you with their consistent actions over time that they're serious about you and ready to move things forward. Until you get there, I would not get overly invested in any one particular man that will keep you out of this cycle of frustration and discouragement. I've certainly experienced that in my own life. And that's what I've seen working with clients over the years. Mike, do you agree with that? Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, I should have said that as well. You know, we do 50-12-1, but I want to assure people there's been clients where we've sent 500, 1,000 messages. So it's all about results, right? It's all about getting your guy. So if we send 200 messages to 200 guys, and none of them really seem to be your fit, we just have to increase the numbers even further. It's kind of being relentless and persistent that gets you where you want to go. And frankly, at least I live my life this way. Some folks um, may have trouble with this, but I have no shame, which kind of <laughs> works well. Like I will message yeah. and message and message and just be relentless uh, because that's what I need to do to make sure my clients fall in love. And you should do that for yourself. And if you're, if the goal is falling in love, who cares how it has to happen? Be relentless in your goal. Yes, it's not about relentlessly chasing down that one guy who feels slightly out of reach, but being relentless in the pursuit of your own dreams and desires. That's getting your own masculine energy in gear for yourself and your own life, which is so important. I talk about that in other podcast episodes. Mike, what would you say to women who feel that it's masculine to send the first message? I know you have some great things to say about that. Yeah, I mean, my last eight marriages for clients, uh, seven of them, the women sent the first message. Um, and I remember Isabella, I re cause I went to her wedding. Uh, this was, I don't even know how many years ago, let's call it four or five. I've never met her husband. I worked with her and I'm in the receiving line, uh, to say hi to them. And she married this guy named Nick. I've never met him. He grabs me right in the receiving line, never met him, brings me in, gives me this huge bear hug and says, thank you for finding my wife for me. And he wasn't my client. Isabella was. And I assure you, he does not care that we messaged him first. 
I love that story. And I met my husband on Bumble, so I get asked that all the time. Isn't it masculine for the woman to have to send the first message because that's how that app is set up? And my answer is always no. It's all about where you're coming from. Now, of course, if you're pining after one or two men on these apps and you're just waiting for them to respond and placing all your hopes and dreams on what happens with them and it feels like your self-esteem or your mood is hanging in the balance, obviously you're coming from a results-oriented place that's masculine energy that's never going to work for you. But if you're not attached to the outcome, you can really do anything. You can just copy paste this first message and send it to 50 plus men and forget about it. You don't even have to think about it anymore until they respond to you and start showing you with their actions that they're interested in pursuing you. Do you agree, Mike? Yeah. I mean, you're so spot on with this messaging. Women are saying they feel like they're not being feminine when it's the internet it doesn't matter. Like there's no masculine, right. no, there's no feminine, there's just internet and there's words. But when you get on the date, you do need to be feminine. And that's exactly why I partnered with Helena a number of years ago, because I realized some of my clients were showing up masculine at the date part, and then they were scaring off men. So now I have clients working with Helena so that they can be feminine, lean back, um, and just be present and enjoy the moment. And so now we're having even more success uh, once we get to the date. Yeah, something I noticed over the years with my clients who ended up meeting their husbands quickly, like within the first couple months of us working together, they all had a very similar energy about them. They were all process oriented. They would say things like, I'm just going to go out and practice on these dates. I'm going to go out and have fun and practice leaning back and being in my feminine energy and receiving. And those are the women who ended up meeting their Mr. Right extremely quickly. So I thought that also might be helpful to mention. So Mike, what is that fourth hidden belief? that prevents people from attracting a quality partner. Yeah, and this is for our busy folks. It feels like a second job and I don't have the time or energy for dating. Yes, I think that's definitely something that most of us can relate to, especially those of us who are really busy. So I'd love to hear any mindset hacks or practical tips you have to help women who feel this way. Yeah, so with my 50-12-1, I only ask clients to do 30 minutes three times a week. So we're looking for an hour and a half of work a week. Um, I've talked to people that are spending four to seven hours a week online dating and some folks crazy numbers like 20 hours a week. So yes, that is a second job. Um, But no, I just want an hour and a half a week. The thing we need to do is like, for example, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at eight o'clock is build a schedule. Um, We can't check messages as they come in. That's how you burn out. If you get a message at 2 p.m., you look at it like, oh, my God, this guy's bald and 900 pounds. It's not going to work. Then, you know, 20 minutes later, this guy's practically homeless, doesn't have a job. This isn't going to work. So every time you check, it's no, 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 no. And every time that's I'm discouraged, I'm discouraged. Why am I doing this? This is a waste of time. Instead, when you check every few days or after you send some messages, then all of a sudden you've got chunked messages where maybe you got 10, maybe you've got 20 to look at. And then we're expecting from the 20, once again, 19 of them are not going to work for you, but we have one good one. All our energy gets put towards the one good one instead of the 19 bad ones. And it really helps with the mindset of, Ooh, this John guy looks good. I'm excited. 
I love that really practical tip and someone in the chat just said, yes, it feels so time consuming, spending all that time on the app, thank you. You're welcome, I'm glad that was helpful. Something else I wanted to mention is keep in mind that this online dating thing or really anything you're doing to meet men right now is just a temporary condition. It's not something that's gonna be part of your life forever and ever. I know it can feel that way when you start online dating or putting yourself out there or maybe you've been single for a long time. It just feels like this part-time job, so to speak, is just something you're gonna have to deal with for the rest of your life. It's just not the case and trust me, when you're with the right person for you, you're gonna look back and be so happy that you spent those 90 minutes a week online dating if that's what you're doing to meet potential partners. It might feel like a part-time job right now, but when you meet the love of your life and have this amazing partnership, it's definitely worth the part-time job for that period of time. Don't you think, Mike? Yeah, Helena, like that's such a great piece of advice and thank you for sharing it. Um, it's kind of like, you know, if you go back for grad school or your MBA or your doctorate or, all right, you're going to go hustle for, you know, two, three years to get this done. And then you can, uh, you know, you'll have your MBA and then you can move on. Or the, in this case, you'll have love and you can move on. Absolutely. So this definitely doesn't have to take years and years and years, especially if you're using Mike's system. Like I mentioned, he has the highest success rate in the entire country for getting his clients into relationships quickly. I see a great question in the chat from Elizabeth. She says, what's a good message to send to a man online? I think she's talking about that first message in your 50-12-1 system. Mike, would you like to answer that now or should we save questions until the end? Yeah, I'd love to answer Elizabeth's question. And such a great question. Um, well, let me start off by saying how this whole system works as a whole. What's really exciting, Elizabeth, is it doesn't matter what you send to this guy. Um, and you're probably going to be perplexed because you think the opposite way, which is true. So when a man messages a woman, he's got to be very creative. And he's got to be strategic in making sure he read his profile, read your profile and write something about your profile. You don't need to do that. Men are not getting that many messages and they're going to take the time to read your profile and look at your pictures and see if it's a fit. So you can say anything. Um, but to answer it more directly, I would say something like, hi, I hope you're doing well. How is your week going? When you get a free moment, let me know if you'd like to grab a drink sometime, or if you don't drink, would like to go on a walk sometime, or whatever, um, either one of those, a drink, a walk, um, all those work, and then sign off, Elizabeth. Um, does that make sense, Elena? Yeah, so it sounds like it doesn't matter all that much what you say in that first message. Men aren't analyzing it so closely the way we women can tend to do sometimes. They're just happy to hear from you. Do I have that right? Yeah, no, they don't care. If uh, the profile looks good and the pictures look good, they're just excited uh, to have an opportunity. Awesome. Okay, I hope that was helpful, Elizabeth. If you have any other questions, feel free to type them into the chat. And Mike, what is that fifth hidden belief that prevents people from meeting a quality partner and having the relationship they want? Yeah, um, a lot of women are saying there are no desirable men near me, especially like... In LA, they're like, there's no good people in LA. Like, let's use LA. There's 14 million people here and a little over 7 million are men. Come on, there's gotta be one dude here that makes sense. Um, 
But I want to be strategic in terms of the process. If you're doing online dating, um, you know, some folks, they're like, there's no good men near me and immediately jump to making their radius like 500 miles or, or 3,000 miles. So they get, you know, the whole United States, for example. Don't do that. Start small <clears throat> and use the messaging system. So if you have 10 miles and there's 50 people there, message the 50. Then when you ran out of people, go to 20 miles, message all those people. If you're in a rural area, get to whatever mileage you need to get to so that you have some options. But ultimately, go small and then incrementally make it bigger as you run out of folks. That's great advice. I know I hear from a lot of women who live in a small town and just feel that there aren't that many available options out there for them. What would you recommend to women who are in that situation? Yeah, great. Um, make your radius big enough to get to the nearest city. So usually that's like 100, maybe 200 miles. And then when you meet someone, um, change your date to a Zoom date. So maybe you do the first, let's say like one to three dates or so on Zoom. And then if you're like, wow, there's a great connection, then I would meet in the middle somewhere to, to meet in person. And then, uh, you know, after that, you can figure out dating logistics after that. Perfect. And of course, coming at it from my law of attraction perspective, you really want to catch some of these things you're telling yourself constantly, like there are no good available matches in my area, or all the good men must be taken, or this is going to be really difficult and take a long time. If you're approaching dating with a scarcity mindset, it's going to be really difficult for you to see the abundance of available high quality matches out there. So I just wanted to mention that. Mike, are we ready for number six? Yes, number six. Um, women are saying love should just happen. I will meet someone when I'm meant to meet someone. Um, I love part of this. <laughs> like, I love the idea of kind of leaning back and, and letting love happen. But at the same time, like, I think we have a lot of empowered, proactive women that are ready to just get this done. And And frankly, I think it's just, so limiting to be like, I'm just going to wait. Like, well, what if you want to speed this process up? Um, so if that's the case, then you can start employing, you know, my methods. Um, because if you're wanting to live now, well, let's live now. Let's have your partner now. If Helena didn't start doing, you know, 50, 12, one on Bumble, she would have met Tom, you know, maybe in like 10 years from now, instead of, you know, have already met him. Or who knows if we ever would have met. We talk about that all the time. We lived about an hour apart when we first started dating. So we definitely didn't go to the same grocery stores or hang out at the same places. And we weren't going to meet each other through work. So I'm so happy that I decided to put both feet into my own love life and commit to my own dreams and desires of having an amazing relationship. That's something I talk a lot about too. As women, we attract a mirror image of our own masculine energy. So if you're waiting to truly put yourself out there or you're kind of one foot in and one foot out of committing to that desire that you have, you might attract men who keep you waiting or who are one foot in and one foot out of the relationship. So you can take a look. What is my own masculine energy doing or not doing in my own life that's showing up in the men I'm meeting and attracting. I talk a lot more about this in some of the videos on my YouTube channel about how I met my husband online. But does that make sense, Mike? 
That was like the greatest thing I've heard you say in such a long time. A reflection oh, really? <laughs> of weight. Yeah. That was so ingenious. Like I've been listening to you for years. That like that was I love that. That was so smart. Thank you so much. I'm just checking in with the chat. It sounds like a lot of people can relate to that. So if you'd like some more in-depth material on that concept and exactly how to start turning things around, I did a podcast episode on how to stop attracting the wrong kind of men so you can attract the right one. That was basically like a live masterclass I put on right here on Bullhorn. So I would highly recommend checking that one out if this is something that you can relate to. So Mike, what is that seventh hidden belief that prevents people from um, attracting a high quality partner. Yeah. Number seven is I want to meet my guy in person. And um, that's cool. Like if you want to do that, by all means do it. Um, I, I just want to give folks a well-oiled marketing machine. You know, when I, back in my marketing days, uh, when we tried to approach something um, and advertise, you want to advertise on all platforms and you want to hit someone everywhere. So whether you're meeting someone at the grocery store, the steak restaurant, the the bar, online, you know, be everywhere and do everything. Um, but also maybe um, look at your strengths. If like uh, you're a writer, you're going to have a lot of success writing a great profile online. If you're a social being like me and maybe you advertise better in person, maybe you're better off uh, going to meet people at the, the local steakhouse. Um, so go towards your strengths, um, but also, um, you know, realize that one in three marriages come from online dating. So, you know, maybe give it a shot. I love what you said there. And by the way, if anyone's interested in working with one or both of us to attract the man and relationship you've always wanted, I'll include a link to set up a free strategy call with Mike. That'll be the first link in the description or episode details. Mike, would you mind recapping these seven beliefs? I think they were all so important. And any last words of wisdom you have to say on this topic, I would love to hear it. Yes. Um, so number one, there's no good guys out there. Remember, you just need one. Number two, men ghost me. And let's just focus on the ones that are not ghosting you. Number three, I only get pro approached, messaged from men I'm not interested in. Once again, focus on the one that is interested and find him. Get your numbers up so that you get to him. Number four, it feels like a second job and I don't have time or energy for it. Um, just do an hour and a half a week. Um 30 minutes, three times a week. Number five, there are no desirable men near me. Um, just start with a small radius, get larger. If it has to be far away, do Zoom dates. Number six, love should just happen. I will meet someone when I'm meant to meet someone. Um, well, let's be proactive. Let's go get the guy. Number seven, I want to meet my guy in person. Absolutely go meet him in person. But if you're having trouble, maybe give online dating a try as well. Love it. Thanks for recapping those, Mike. And I see that we have a caller. We're actually experiencing some technical difficulties today. There's a little glitch in the system right now. We tried this earlier and I'm not actually able to hear the callers, but Mike has so generously offered to answer any questions people have. If anyone wants to call in and talk to him personally, I won't be able to hear what you're saying until after the recording of this posts, but I'll go ahead and open you up, Emily, and you're on with Mike if you'd like to ask him a question. Awesome. Well, hi, Mike. Thank you for sharing all of this with us. Um, I get a little nervous calling in sometimes, sharing my whole 
personal life in front of the world who's all going to listen to this, but it's worth it to get some advice. Um, so I am 32 and am on the dating apps, um, specifically Bumble and Hinge. And uh, I feel like everything you said was super helpful because I do feel like I, and, and pretty much all my friends who are my age, like we'll be on the dating apps and then we get burned out and then we get off the dating apps. And then after a while we're like, oh, we're not meeting people in person. Let's get back on the dating apps. And it's like this constant cycle of getting on and off. Um, so I do think what you said about like the 30 minutes, three times a day is helpful. Um, I heard one dating coach one time say something about like, oh, you know, you should kind of maybe try to check in like five or 10 minutes a day in the morning, afternoon and night to keep conversations moving forward. Cause I have found that guys will be like, how was your day today? And then it's like, I respond a week later and I'm like, Oh, sorry. My day, my week was okay. You know, sometimes people say to like, keep responding to keep your conversations moving. I was wondering about that. Yeah, Emily, that's a great question. Um, I, am not a fan of that. I feel like that's just low vibration and just unstrategic and a huge time suck. Yeah, totally. I would not do that. Um, you know, I, I know this is masculine, but once again, this is online and the internet, it doesn't matter whether you're masculine and feminine. The guy, when you get on the date is going to feel your presence. So what I would do is control how these conversations go. Mm -hmm. And really what I mean by that is you should be checking in like once every two days or so. Let's say you're doing your Monday, Wednesday, Friday at eight o'clock. Yeah. Get him used to what your cadence is. And right. you can even tell him what your cadence is. I come on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. <laughs> yeah. And so right. then it, what's also amazing about this is you get rid of the silly questions. How's your day going? That's not telling you whether you're going to be life partners. Totally. Right. It's a total waste of time. Yeah. But instead, definitely. if he's, uh, you know, like, what do you like to do for fun or right. whatever, an important question, then yeah. you're also causing longer responses and more mm -hmm. well thought out responses instead of, you know, these quick questions that really don't do anything. Yeah. And so you get more robust questions, more robust answers, and then hopefully you're moving to uh, an in-person date or a Zoom somewhat quickly. So then you can really yeah. see, um, will that kind of save you some time and, uh, make it a little easier for you? It, I have a question and it's related to that. So, um, thankfully I actually do get asked on a lot of dates to the point where like I could probably schedule a date every single day of the week, but I don't have time to do that. And I find myself getting frustrated because I'll go on these dates and realize, oh, you know, they look good on the app, but in person, I'm just not interested. I'm not attracted, whatever. And then, you know, it feels like a waste of time because I've just spent, you know, a lot of time with them on a date. So, yeah, um, that's such a phenomenal question and definitely something I deal with with my clients. Um, it's all about efficiency and supply and demand. So you have a, a massive supply and demand. Uh, well, you have a massive supply, which is great. Um, so what you want to do when you have that is start transitioning to 15-minute uh, phone calls. 
Yeah. Um, so when you have a lot of options, start um, asking guys, hey, I'd love to hop on the phone for 15 minutes. And then if that goes well, you know, we'll do a Zoom date or an in-person date. Um, yeah. That's going to give you all the knowledge you need. In 15 minutes, you'll yep. get a decent read. And then this will optimize your process. So then you can go on dates with guys that are a little more pre-screened and seem better for you. Thank you. I thought that helps me because I have been doing these. Um, I've been starting to suggest FaceTime, like FaceTime dates, like during their lunch break at work or something. That way there's a limited amount of time and I can, I think it just helps to see them to know if I'm attracted or not. Um, so that I don't show up the date in the first five minutes. I'm like, I'm not physically attracted to this person at all, even though their pictures look okay. And then, yeah, so. Um, my very last question, I'm so sorry, I don't want to take up too much time, but it's related to the ghosting. What if there was a guy that I was interested in and we hadn't even met yet, he was talking to me and on the phone and all that, and then he, like, disappeared for two weeks and then he texted me out of the blue. So I thought he had ghosted me and I'm like, okay, good to know, you know, on to the next person. But he came back, like, two weeks later and was like, I'm so sorry, my dad was in the hospital, I had to travel for work, blah, blah, blah. I really want to meet you. So... You know, I was surprised because I thought he had ghosted me. So we met, and then same thing. He was texting me a lot. Was like, it was so great meeting you. You're so beautiful. Blah blah blah. I was really attracted to him. I thought he was great. And then same thing. Like he'll text me for a few days, and then he's disappeared now again. So if he comes back and, and texts me like a week later, do you recommend like saying any? It's a, it's so early. We've only been on one date. So do you recommend saying anything like? Yeah, I appreciate when guys are more consistent or, you know, if he goes to me, then obviously, like, that's it. He's done. But I just wonder if he comes back and if I'm supposed to say something. Um, do you have another date set up? No, but he, he'll just, it, it's weird because after our first date, he was, like, making all these comments about, like, oh, I made you this pottery in my ceramics class and, like, he acted like he wanted to see me again, and then he just stopped texting, and then he'll, like, come back a week later and start texting again, so I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, honestly, I'd probably just uh, end this thing. Yeah. It It's so shaky so early. Yeah. Either... He, you know, he may be a great guy. He, he might just, one, not be that into you, or two, just not really be looking for a serious relationship where maybe your energy is saying, I want a serious relationship. Yeah. So that's why he's not putting the time and effort in. I mean, there's just a multitude of reasons for why he's not coming towards you. Yeah. But instead of analyzing it, I would probably just get rid of him and find a guy that's coming really towards you that also is attractive and has, you know, similar qualities. This yeah. is just, you know, why waste your time on someone who's not putting in the effort? Yeah, I agree. I just wasn't sure if he does come back and I might just say something, but I think you're right. Thank you. I mean, you're welcome to uh, to say something to him, but I think ultimately this is, you know, at a very high percentage. Like I'd say, if, I've been doing this a long time. I'd say there's like a 97% plus chance this is a waste of time. I agree. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, take care. You too. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Thank you so much, Mike. And it looks like Crystal is up next. So, Crystal, I'm opening up your line, and you're on with Mike if you'd like to ask him your question. Hi. I'm finally online with you guys. I'm so excited. All right. So, hi, Crystal. Um, I, hi. Um, I have been going out very recently 
with um, masculine men, a high quality masculine men. I am. I've been practicing um, all the feminine energy things with Helena and Anya and all you guys um, for about two years, maybe more, but um, around that time. And I've really felt the seismic change. The difference, of course, is that now that I am more within my body, now that I feel great, every day I'm making myself happy, that's great. I'm recently receiving energy from this man, and I don't know much about this. Um, so it's it's been it's been eye-opening. So we talk maybe every night, every other night. We've been out. Uh, he's he's sending me his energy. Um, it's very nice and sweet time that we're spending. We're doing all the happy moments and taking things slow there's no physicality whatsoever at this moment it's too early for that so i i feel that we're going towards something but he likes asking me questions um which i like answering so there's there's openness there's softness there's quiet being togetherness i don't really know what else to do <laughs> i don't i don't i don't really feel comfortable asking a lot of questions. Um, I'm trying, um, like asking maybe uh, childhood things or reciprocate when he does. So I'm kind of seeking guidance on that. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Um, you know, I want you to feel comfortable asking questions. Um, I would try to live by this mantra that you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. Um, mm. So I just want you to go wild with your questions. It seems like he's really in tune with his emotions and intimacy. Um, mm. So if you want to know something, I think you should ask it. And if, you know, it ends up turning him off or turning him away from you, that's a good thing. And, and then maybe that's not your person. But if you, yes. you know, hide your questions for a while and then maybe in a year or two years from now, you finally like, man, I'm dying to know this. I got to ask. And <laughs> then it scares them away. Then you wasted a year or two instead of finding out now whether, you know, this could be your person. Mm. Is that helpful? Yeah, I think my problem is probably that I would avoid um, I would avoid intimacy and probably just push the man away and kind of scare him with something and then the end of that. And that's kind of been my mode, I think, um, because I, I think, you know, in, in my history, I've been terrified of love and losing control and and independence, that sort of thing. So I've, I've spent all my life and all my time and effort in my career. And I was terrified of becoming a, a mother and, and all, all that coming mm. from a Catholic background. So I didn't want to make any mistakes. And so I thought, well, the, the good thing about not making any mistakes is that I, you know, I, I wouldn't have to, right? If I, if I don't, fall into the wrong kind of love, I would never be a single mother, blah, 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 all that, all that, that I don't want to happen. Um, so I think it's been healing 
um, definitely <laughs> um, since I've been exposed to all the work that you guys do, and it's been very meaningful. Um, it's kind of getting more in touch with the feminine core. So it's it's just kind of that moment. But I, I do try to drop back into my body. Um, I like what you say. It's kind of stuff you want to know. So in a way, I think that's an interesting um, and helpful response because there are things that you want to know, not from a mental point of view and, you know, like checking a checklist. And I, I do avoid that. Um, mm. Yeah, I think what you're saying is if we get back in touch with our body and and the natural flow of things, there are things that would be important for me to unlock to the next stage, right? Absolutely. Um, have you told him that these are issues you're dealing with? Yeah, no. It's 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 a little scary to me because I don't really know how to voice those. Yeah, let me urge you. Um, but by the way, you're doing such a great job of of working on this stuff. So I commend you, and 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 fabulous that you're making this effort. Um, and I, you know, I just want to protect you and help you some more, and just give you the male perspective. You know, uh, a self actualized, empowered man if he never gets to see who you fully are and see the things that, you know, your flaws and the things that are bad of you, um, you know, the things that maybe you deem as, as bad, he's going to get bored because he's going to feel like he can't get to the core of who you are. Mm. So men that really want to get to you and really like you eventually are going to end up pulling away because they feel like they can't get to you. So, if you want to push men away, you got to, you know, you give them nothing. But if you're courageous and actually show them who you are, the right men are going to come wildly towards you. The wrong men will go away. But with this man, I incur with this guy, I want you to be brave and share, um, you know, the problems you deal with. And the right guy is going to want to work with you on that. He'll be like, well, I want to make it safe for you to share. And then you can share. Um, but this is, you know, the only way you're going to get to the next evolution of, of your relationship journey is, is, is making this jump when you're, when you feel comfortable to do so. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah, of course. I do. I like that. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for calling in and thanks for watching Helena's stuff. Um, her feminine energy stuff is, uh, in my opinion, the best in the world. So uh, it's great yours. that you're working on it. Thank you for spending time with me. Thank you so much for calling in, Crystal and Mike. That was phenomenal advice. I can't wait to go back and listen to these questions myself. I'm so sorry for these technical difficulties we're experiencing today. We'll definitely get all of that worked out before my next live broadcast so I can actually hear the callers too. I love connecting with everyone here. And Mike, I absolutely loved everything you shared today. It was so spot on. Let everyone know one more time how they can get a hold of you if they're interested in private coaching and working with one or both of us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if everyone hops to the link uh, Helena puts down below, or if you're listening to live, just go to easydatingcoach.com. It's spelled with the letter E and the letter Z. Um, 
we have this amazing program and we're really strategic about it. Um, and we're very open to what your needs are. So if your needs are more on the feminine energy and the just being an absolute irresistible version of yourself and attracting a man, you know, we would just partner you with Helena. Um, if you're just looking to work on strategy and a system to get to a guy, that would just be with me. And then if you'd like to work on both, um, then you could work with Helena and I. Um, so um, the wonderful thing is all those uh, calls will be with me, whether you're working with Helena or me or both of us. Um, so you'll get to chat with me. We'll go through the process. Um, what it looks like is you go on my website or the link Helena provides. You click set up a strategy session. It's going to be a 15-minute phone call with me. After the 15-minute phone call, if it seems like uh, it makes sense for us to work together, we would do an hour and a half Zoom call once again with me. And then at the end of the hour and a half, <clears throat> if we're like, wow, we could make a massive change in your love life and really help you, um, then we are going to sign up for one of our programs. We have a, a ton of different programs. We'll pick one and uh, then we'll get to work. And all our programs are six months. Um, you would be meeting with uh, Helena and I uh, for 12 sessions each. Uh, all an hour long. And what we've been finding over the last few years doing this is we usually get people into a relationship in three to four months. And then uh, we stick around and help you with boundaries, communication skills, conflict resolution. And then our goal is to sail you off into the sunset in a happy, healthy relationship at six months. Um, and of course, we don't abandon you at six months. If you'd like to continue on, we then have a graduate program, which, uh, transitions to group coaching. Um, but everyone who does this is wildly happy. Um, Helena and I are notorious for going above and beyond. Yes. Yeah, so that will be the first link in the description or the episode details. If you'd like to set up a free strategy call with Mike, again, this is the only way to work with me personally. Mike and I just love helping women attract and create the relationship of their dream. So Mike, thank you so much again. And thank you for handling the Q and a portion of this. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening, everyone. We love you all. And I will talk with you again very soon. If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.